everybody, and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and to the center of me mm. is a great announcer, Elliot. How you doing? It's been a while. It's been a minute, and to the left of me, uh, he probably did the show almost, I don't know, I, one of the, if you were to do the top amount, it was obviously me and Buck doing Far Out, and then uh, after that would be Elliot or uh, my good buddy Oscar. Hey, how's it going, man? And Oscar, uh, are you promoting anything today? No, this time I'm not. Oscar, you may know him as uh, Leche. Yes, <laughs> monks. Yeah, that's right. One of his stories here well, also has... Sometimes, been... you know, necesito leche. <laughs> uh, uh, sometimes Oscar has uh, uh, brought great stories about uh, pooping oh. to the show. Eh, every once, you know, if it wasn't for me, the squatty potty wouldn't, uh, you know, be where it's at today. You started a movement? Yeah, a bowel movement, <laughs> actually. <laughs> So, uh, Oscar's here on the show. Oscar was my roommate for like a billion years. Uh, at one point, we were playing in a band together, had the same job, and lived together. Yep, so, that's right. So, so, at a certain point, we just melded together. We were just one. We, we became one. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know. So, everybody's probably wondering why the heck we're back with another show. Hopefully, they're uh, happy we're back with another show. But basically, everything on the show ended weird. Uh, and then I went off to do some more episodes of Low Budget FM with Mark Chambers and continue doing the What's This Dow All About podcast. Um, but everything ended weird, and I wanted to just, you know, produce some stuff. So the first shows that people listen to when they find this show are, you know, us back in full force. So uh, we're going to put out a show today, and then there's going to be a show out in two weeks. And then who knows from there? Maybe we'll do other shows in the future. So stay subscribed. Um, for those of you that want to know more about the end of the show and the whole buck thing and everything, we're going to talk about that on the next show. Um, so on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about public nudity. Yeah. We're going to talk about a creepy story from my youth. Hell yeah. I would like to know the ladies of the audience. What is your reaction to that? Would you holla back at me? Yeah. Yeah. God is great. Yeah. God's good. What if God was one of us? My feet do sweat. More than the average man is. No, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. So it was at a uh, friend's house down in Irvine. They have like a nice townhouse in this uh, kind of townhouse community. And it was for like a birthday party and there was a whole bunch of kids in the, the pool. And eventually I had to pee. Yeah. So I went over to the bathroom like at the pool. And there's a whole bunch of people at this pool. It's a community pool. For everybody who lives in this area. And it's kind of, it's a nice neighborhood, you know. And I go in the bathroom and I pee and then I go to go wash my hands because I'm not a, I'm not a savage. I wash my hands after I urinate. And sometimes I use soap. Mm, good. So as I get ready to, I pee and I finish and I'm washing my hands. And there's an, an old Korean gentleman walks up to me and he starts talking to me. Like, oh, nice day, isn't it? And the guy starts disrobing. And he's old. He's probably like 73 years old, but you don't know sometimes because he's like Korean. So he could be 400 years old. You don't know. Yeah. And he takes off his, his shorts and everything and just we're standing and I'm looking him in the eye, just making polite conversation. And he's smiling like he's having a real good time talking to me, which made me feel good for my ego and yeah. my, need, my need to be loved. Hmm. And he's just sitting there and he's, he's dropping trout right in front of me. Was this in the locker room? It, no, it was a bathroom. Okay. But but sometimes people change in there, but in, in stalls because there's a pool, right? Yeah. But it wasn't a locker room situation. This was a bathroom peeing 
and shitting situation. Well. And I was in the washing my hands part. I was away from the business end yeah. of the bathroom. I was in the I'm done with that. I'm I'm in a I'm in the DMZ. I'm in the demilitarized zone yeah. of the bathroom. For sure. No man's land. And so this guy in, encroaches on there and he's being pleasant, but he gets just buck naked, drops trowel, totally naked, standing just looking me in the eye and talking to me. Yeah. And this made me wildly uncomfortable, but I maintained eye contact the whole time because yes. I don't want to see old dick. Yeah, that's not good. If I want to see middle-aged dick, I'll look at my dick because I'm 41. Yeah. I know what that looks like. Well, don't you want to see what the future looks like? No. Mm. No, I, I mean, don't think I can... anyone wants that. No. You know, it's a flash forward. <laughs> it's a flash forward. And so I'm just sitting there like looking the guy in the eye, talking. and uh, like, like, Did you purposely try to maintain eye contact instead of looking around? Yes. Like, were you cautious, conscious of that? No, I just like I just I zend. It was um, all my meditation training. I just like in the eye, in mm. the eye, and I oh. I didn't look down. Maybe he thought like you were into him or something. Oh yeah, maybe he was cruising. You think six? Yeah. I think he lived there though. Did he I say he? Did he say like? Uh, do you like to party? No, he didn't say that. He, oh, we okay. were just talking about the weather and how nice it was to be at the pool. Mm. And here's the thing. Like, this is an important conversation. Like, I'm like, look, man, you're under audit. The IRS is coming after you. This is important. Then you might have a nude conversation because it's that important. Yeah. But small talk, and let, let me just get naked for this small talk. Like, that's weird. But then I think it's kind of like maybe in his culture, it's fine. Like, guy, dudes bathe together a lot or whatever. Um, I don't know. The bathhouse. Yeah. It's like it's a, a bathhouse. Bath yeah, it's small. a bathhouse culture. But I was weird about it. Because I'm not into public nudity. Mm. Are you a never nude? I'm not. I'm not a never nude. Mm. Like I'm. I'm nude around my wife. Mm. I'm, nude, I'm nude around my child. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, no. I don't. I don't. I lock the door and I want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't want him. In the same way that I don't want to see a 75 year old Korean man's dick. Mm. My two year old son doesn't want to come in and see 41 year old dick because yeah. that's the equivalent, sure. right? Yeah. He doesn't want to see that, and. You know, my dad wasn't just showing his wang around the only time because he didn't wear underwear, so he would have a hole in his pants from time to time, and you oh. would see his, his his junk. Oh, nice. I guess that's yeah, that's a choice. So I'm putting it out to you, people. Have you guys recently or any time had uncomfortable experiences with public nudity? All right. So I was either 15 or 16. There's a donut shop down the street, right next to Poor Richard's, Simone's. Oh, yeah, it's a great, great donut shop. Okay, so it's open 24 hours. You can get a huge bear claw there. Yeah, you can get anything, any time of day. So in high school, uh, there's not a lot of places that are open late. So you got to figure out where you're going to hang out. That was a constant hangout. Right, it's like Oscar and I, we used to always, we used to go get, before we were like legal drinking age, we'd go to band practice, and then we'd hang out and smoke cigarettes at donut shops for like ever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's me and one other buddy. We're just hanging out out front. There's this one regular who bounced between the donut shop and poor Richards. He looked like a biker. So he comes out with his old lady, Mm. just having a smoke in front of the bar, which is about three shops down. She turns around. Uh Oh. So back to him. He pulls up her shirt and flashes a pair of old lady saggy boobs. Oh. First pair I ever saw. Yeah. Oh, no. Good for you. Did that turn? Are you like that's what real boobs look like? Uh, I mean, it gave me expectations that 
when I started getting with younger women, I was like, this is great. <laughs> this is so much better. So he, so he showed you her tits, and she was into it. Oh, so she was happy about it. So oh, he yeah. wasn't like he wasn't like you know. Oh, it wasn't a fast flash. It was a slow, long yeah, reveal. Boys. Good times, dude. And both of us had no idea what to do, so we just kind of gave an awkward smile and thumbs no, up. No round of applause. <laughs> we gave a thumbs up. Hmm. <laughs> we said to Chappelle, two thumbs down! Give me two thumbs up! <laughs> four thumbs I wish down. I had four hands. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it was when I used to, when I worked at the radio station back in the day, Tom Likas would have Flash Friday. And so then, oh, like, yeah. it would be like, you know, flash me, it's Friday. And uh, we were driving around in the station vehicle, and I just kind of started with the street squad. I mean, this guy, Zay, who's a really cool guy, me and Zay are driving around. And uh, we get to a stoplight, and, you know, you, you kind of forget you're driving the big, like, Lycus mobile. Yeah. You know, it's just like your car. You don't know what the fuck's on the outside of your car. And we're at a stop sign, and this woman's like, Tom Lycus! And then she pulls out the longest... <laughs> Barnyard titty I ever saw. I just like drops it out the window. We're just like, we got to be into it because we're like promoting the stage. Sure. Like, yeah! And we drove off and we're like, oh, oh. I mean, not not the body shame, but you know, I think it's, God bless her. But you know, yeah, I think that when you get to a certain age, you just say, fuck it. Yeah, dude, gives a shit. Just like your Korean man, he was just like, ah. What is what I got? <laughs> but see, everyone should be that way when they got something when they're younger, right? Like now, I shouldn't be showing anybody my name. Well, I, I still look good, but uh, you know, me at twenty, you know, probably less offensive than me now. Uh, mm. Oscar, did any, any weird nudie situations going on? I did, I did. So uh, many a year ago, I was uh, we were actually in the apartment. Back in the apartment days. Oh, you and I, when we yeah, lived yeah. in our place. Uh, uh, 395 Miramar, Long Beach, California. Went partying. Google it. Which reminds me, so uh, really quick. So the uh, Liberation Brewery, have you heard of this? Okay, no. It's in Long Beach. Anyway, it's owned by one of the guys from Real Big Fish. Oh, okay, so they, you, then, they used to live in our apartment. So then we went, uh, me and a couple buddies went to go drink there, and then... We saw the guy and we were like, hey, so yeah, I used to live at 395 Miramar. Yeah, we recorded a video there. One of my buddies was living there. So, so was it did, did you was it the exact apartment we lived yeah, in? Yeah. Did he apartment. say what song it is? I'm trying to figure out what song no. it was. They filmed the video in right yeah. right before we moved into that apartment. So he said he made a reference like, oh, a lot of you know, a lot of good times there or whatever. And just like that was all right. Cool. You guys carried on the tradition? So we gotta find this. We gotta look this video yeah. up. But anyway, okay. Okay, so back in the department, uh, you and I and some friends, I don't remember exactly who, there's a couple of different stories. One is that, uh, oh, well, we're never from, I walk out. What <laughs> was uh, at our apartment? Oh, uh, yes. At the apartment drinking, we were, you know, doing who God knows what. And then, yeah. And then, you know, as Paul says, Whatever, I don't remember what. He needs to go to the bathroom. So instead of going to the toilet, he goes to the balcony. <laughs> oh, and he whip, whips it out. Yeah, he was starts, drinking heavily. And and it was like just, the middle of the night, right? Yeah, yeah. pissed out. Yeah. Just, yeah. Did pissed. you see that? Because I just remember a neighbor complained later and yeah. said someone was peeing. And it was at the front balcony? Like, or it was it, the back. It was oh, the back balcony. Oh, well, then how did she see it if it was the back know. balcony? I don't know. 
Yeah. But he was going. He was going young. He was going long instead of, <laughs> instead of going high. That's all I remember. He so it might have been over the fence. So maybe there might have been yeah, something there. Where there was like a retirement. No, not the retirement center, but it was uh, some... Property management across the street. No, you'd have to have a fucking <laughs> hell of a stream. The one where Nate Dog died in. Yeah. Um. So okay. So he did that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And I, I just remember they're like your your friend was peeing, but it was like I think it was like a sleepwalk situation. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think it was a. I'm going to pee. I'm gonna do this on purpose. Yeah, I'm gonna whiz off your balcony on the second yeah. floor. Hey. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. The other was going out to drink. Another one going out to drink with friends, or at the time, and then waking up in the morning to go to work. <laughs> and one of them was on the couch, completely naked. Yes. When we I've all heard this. when we all <laughs> when we all went to sleep, everyone had clothes. And then when I wake up early, and fucking. You at, the, your, at the, like, at the ass crack of dawn, yeah. literally. You saw the ass crack I of dawn. I saw the ass crack of dawn on the couch. And I think that I just texted you. I was like, be careful <laughs> when you go when you go into the living room. It's, you know, not what you expect. Because I, I probably had a job where I woke up at the... Yeah, I, I didn't start till 11. 11.30. Yeah. That was the old joke is if Todd has a job, he's, he's not working till 11. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, I, I remember hearing about that. And it was one of our friends... And I, I told some other ones of our friends, I was like, he stayed over, and he was butt naked on the couch, like, and, and then you said he was ass in the air. Ass in the air, yeah. Like, ass up. Like. Ass up, like, like kind of like if you, let's say, you put your, both fists in your chest and your el- tuck your elbows in, and then we're in a presenting position, just ass cheeks in the yeah, air, dude. right? That was it? Yeah. And on your knees, almost. He was on his knees, dude, right? He, in Grauman's Chinese. <laughs> Yes, and then the funny thing is, so our friend that was naked on the couch and showing his ass in the air, we were telling some other friends, they're like, yeah, he did that, our friend Walpa, his girlfriend at the time, was like, he did that at my house, too, um... He, I think he's a burrower. <laughs> That's what she said. It's a, it's a burrowing position. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, my my last... we uh, Well, I've got a lot of stories about public nudity, but uh, one, one is very strange in that it was 1998... And I was at a shocker. I was at a rave. Oh no! In Joshua Tree, California, no. out, out in the say. desert. You don't say. Out towards Arizona in Joshua Tree, a place called Mecca, and it was a crazy night because I, I, I took a lot of LSD. I took a lot of LSD. Actually, everyone took a lot of LSD, and it was one of these nights where I was looking up at the sky and I Wait, was. Didn't someone just eat sand? Oh, that was that was the year before. Ah. We fed one guy that we didn't think could take psychedelics while we fed him sand and told him it was psilocybin. <laughs> anyway, so we went out and we were in the middle of the desert and there was like a sandstorm at the rave. So it's all the big music pumping and everything. And there's a sandstorm. And I just remember looking up and the, the stars just did a kaleidoscope. It was like, like it was, it was insane. I took way too much acid. But as the sun came up, I see this guy, and he kind of has like a Christ-like presence. He has like this long, blonde hair, good-looking guy, well, well-built, and just butt naked in the middle of the desert at a rave, right? And he just looked really high. Later. <laughs> well, first, you're well, like... At that time, were you okay with like checking out his entire body, or were you trying to maintain eye contact? 
No, I was so high that it was just like, oh man, this guy is presenting his. Like, it was a totally different response than me with the old Korean man, where I was like, oh, please don't so- show me your withered balls. This was, mm. I'm high, I am egoless. I appreciate your pure human form here in the desert, yeah. and we are all just part of the desert, and we are all one. Gotcha. And I was, I was in that headset space. Just so you know, the response should have been exactly the same. <laughs> it should have been. Yeah. Don't show me your wrinkled balls. Right. So anyway, this guy's butt naked, and everybody sees him around the ray. But there's also that part where, like, when when you get really high on acid, you start seeing weird. Like, I would see people, and I would go to my friend, like. Does he have one eye? And then they'd be like, no, no, he has two eyes. I'd be like, okay, cool. Because once you get really high, like, you start hallucinating really hard. And I'd always see people with, like, one eye. And I remember people would dress up in the morning at these parties. And I'd be like, is this guy dressed like Pac-Man? Like, yes, he's actually dressed like Pac-Man. Okay, fine. Like, this guy got one eye. No, he's cool. He's got two eyes. I'm like, I mean, it's cool if he has one eye, but just like I just want to know. It's more about my high right now and how high am I? Am I one eye high or does he have one eye? Great. He has two eyes. That means I'm really fucked up. Rave on. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a long day tomorrow. You know, that, that kind of thing. But then I see this guy just like, you know, in the middle of the rave, butt naked, beautiful blonde man. Hmm. And... <laughs> No, it was a good-looking guy. And everybody's walking around like, oh, wow, that dude's naked. Later, next day, a couple days later, my buddy Al Chang, I went to the party with, he did look good, (laughs) as we always say about Al Chang, when he wore Spanx to my wedding. And so Al Chang says, a guy died at the rave. Oh, shit. guy died at the rave. Really? He goes, yeah, some guy got naked and then went off into the desert and died. Holy fuck. And I was like, I saw that dude. So then there's actually a news report you could still find. Uh, let's see here. And this is from like LA Times. An estimated 5,000 people answered the call to Dune 4, a desert rave held earlier this month at the Torres Martinez Reservation near the Arizona border for 12 hours of heart-pounding, soul-vibrating revelry. Mm. You can watch this online. It was a hell of a party. Aptly located near the town of Mecca, the site drew a devoted congregation of ravers, a community defined and inspired by its progressive house and trance music. But one raver never made it home. John Abel, 24, a vault librarian for Fox Sports West, died in a canyon two miles northeast of the reservation sometime in the morning of June 7th as the all-night rave was winding down. His friends last remember seeing him about 4.30 a.m. and later assumed... He was in his tank taking refuge from the elements. And why was he taking refuge? Because he was naked! That's right. Yeah, so the guy died, and it became a whole thing. And then later... Um, did he drive? What did he die I think of? it was like the, the last actual uh, dune raid. They had it indoors like next time. And then, hmm. I don't know, he I don't know, he died uh, from walking to the fucking desert naked. I don't know. But yeah. Hey, Dr. Carl Totten. Uh, do you know what this Tao is all about? Sometimes I'm trying. <laughs> well, we've got about 2,500 years of this conversation, and we're still trying to figure it out. So do you think at any point, we're on episode probably 46 by the time the listeners are far out here, this, do you, can you guarantee them that they're going to find out what this Tao is really all about? Because if so, we can ask them to listen to our show. <laughs> oh, without a doubt, you will, find how, you will know how to a- ask that, that question 
over and over and over. And when you get the answer, tell us, please. Tell us, please. Because for 2,500 years, we've been trying to figure it out. <laughs> but the Tao that can be spoken is not the eternal Tao. So you can't trust what we say anyway. But then again, you can't stop listening. It's great. Here's a clip of me and Dr. Carl Totten trying to figure out what the heck this Tao's all about. When I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. Mm. And I was just thinking the other day that, you know, I'm 40 years old, 41 years old. I am very frightened of eventually come, becoming the kind of person that is rigid in his mindset, that just kind of thinks like an old man. I'm starting to notice now some friends that I've known for years, now they're getting older, now they're getting a little more rigid, or they're like, oh, these kids these days, or <laughs> what? I'm just becoming like old men, and you know, you kind of get stuck in your own patterns, and you get stuck in this, with the same interests and the same hobbies, and you always have the option to rethink one's patterns in life and, and look at who you might be just by letting go of who you are currently. Probably the most important quality to have ultimately in terms of being a being in the world is imagination, something mm -hmm. that we poo-poo often in Western society. We tell kids, oh, that's just in your imagination. That's not real. Mm -hmm. Where actually imagination is the most important thing we have. Right. Because if you can't imagine something, imagination really means imagery in motion. If you can't imagine something, if you can't envision something and then put in, in to put in steps the action to bring that into fruition, there's no progress in the world. Yeah, the there's no world creativity stops. in the world. Yeah, everything stops. Everything stagnates. And we know that stagnation leads to death. Right. You know? So what each person needs to find within their own heart and head linked together is their imagination. And that becomes your life path, right. if you will. What's this Tao all about? It's on iTunes. And we have a dedicated website, www.whatsthisdao.com. The whole show, What's This Tao All About? Come take a look, folks. So what happens is, uh, okay, you ever look back on anything in your life, look back to your childhood, and at that time when something seemed like it was normal or okay, you look back and go, oh, wow, why didn't anybody stop that? Hmm. Or, you know, anything or like that was weird, but at the time I didn't know because I was a kid. Mm, I blocked most of my childhood, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happens is... Uh, Many years ago, when I was like 10 years old, a, a young Todd Perry, uh, I was going to a church in, in Hawthorne, California, which is right by Inglewood. Mm -hmm. uh, Inglewood, probably better known. Inglewood, always up to no good. Anyway, you could say Hawthorne's kind of a, you call it a, to use the euphemism, a blue-collar neighborhood. Yeah. And one of the families there, when I was 10, they had this exchange student, and uh, we'll call him Carl. Oh, Carl. Carl, who was a German... Exchange student was like 22. And when I was going to the church, and I was like 10 years old, little skinny, blonde-haired, like Macaulay Culkin-looking little kid. Little toehead. Little toehead kid. And um, Carl took a liking to me. And would always hang out with me after church and everything when we're having coffee and donuts, and I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. 
So then later, uh, while he's in town, in which he was he was working for the YMCA with children at that time, like as a volunteer or whatever, while he was here, living with his host family, who was like friends of my family, whatever, through the church. And we, we did a church camp thing where everybody goes camping. So when we get out there, like uh, Carl, hello, Tots, is what he used to talk to me. Hello, Tots, this is Carl. This is, uh, you know, this is from Germany. And at that time, the East-West Germany unification thing was happening. And, uh, oh, it's just East-West, you know. And uh, he, when we got to the campsite, I had a, a cabin with my mother and some of our friends and everything. And he was like, I want Todd to stay in my cabin. Oh, okay. So did, a 22-year-old man. Did he give you Jesus juice or anything? No, he just said, I want Todd to stay in my cabin and blah, 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 blah. And started asking, can Todd stay with me in my cabin with the people I'm staying with? And then I was like, Mom, no, I, 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 re- I really, please, like, I want, okay, fine. So the whole time during like three days of camping, he hung out with me the whole time. Okay. Okay. Who was in his cabin? What was the breakdown like, of that? Like the host family. Okay. Like another, older. Another ten-year-old. No, no, like older, any, like sixty-year-old white folk. Any any younger kids at all? No. So it just have been you. Wait, but but there, there you? were there were other children at the at, uh, the, at the camp. At the camp. Yeah. yeah. Wait, he was ten. You were ten. I was ten. He was like twenty-two. Eh, okay. So. Every day it would be like, oh, Todd, let's go on a hike. And this guy just wanted to hang out with me the entire time. Yeah. And nobody said, is this weird? It's not weird. It's church. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but if there was a guy at the church that only wanted to hang around with a 10-year-old boy who was a 22-year-old man and didn't want to hang out with the other adults, that's weird. No. He just feels like a 10-year-old inside his heart. In his heart, I just feel like I never had a childhood. Yeah, Todd, yeah. did you just find out your obsession with Michael Jackson? Where it comes it's from? It's all based on Carl. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's like the second day, uh, and, and, and Carl and I have been hiking all the time, and I'm like, this guy's really pushy. He always kind of wants to hang out with me, but it's it's like weird because he's an adult, and you don't, like when you're 10, you don't tell him to like Wait, you see, you weren't down with hanging out with him? No, he made me uncomfortable. Why? Because he was just up in my and I thought I, I thought he was weird and like tall. He was like kind of pushy and like, and he was he was a very very religious guy. I mean See? it was a church thing, but it was fine. But he was like always up in my business. And then my mom was like, before you go to dinner one night, you know you should take a shower, you know. So because you don't shower normally. No, no, and so and, and so Carl says I'll take him to the shower. Whoa. Okay. Okay. All right. This is getting uh, different. Mm. Now, let's think. Okay, when you're 22. But in a good way. <laughs> so, let's say you're 22, and someone and someone says the 10-year-old needs to shower, and mm. you're volunteering, I will take the 10-year-old to the shower. Well, it's a guy, you know, he doesn't want the mom to have to take him. But you know, I can go by it's, myself. I'm 10. It's bros. We're bros. Okay, so you're pro-Carl. So far, <laughs> so far, so, hasn't broken any laws yet. He's so, got. He, what has he done wrong? He's just a religious man that loves hanging around with a ten-year-old boy all the just, time. Just he's mentoring. The, he's fucking Mitt Romney. <laughs> Mitt Romney. I don't know. <laughs> just mentoring. Is there a story I don't know about? Hmm. So he's got, he's got a binder full of women, doesn't he? I go to take the shower, and now the showers are right next to each other. They're, they're actually facing each other. So I feel like if you had a shower like yours with a curtain. And there's one directly in front of that, right? And they're like facing each other. Right. 
So I go in there, and like, you ever go into a hotel room, and you can't fucking figure out how to use the shower? You're like, is this hot water, cold water? And you, you're going to burn yourself, and it's got a weird twist-pull-out thing, and it's very complicated. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, so I'm 10, and I'm trying to figure out the camp shower. Yeah, and you're, like, buck naked by that point. I'm buck naked. Yeah. He's, is, does he go in there and help you? Carl's in the other shower. Right. And says, Tot, are you having an okay time with the water? <laughs> and I was like, he's just concerned what? for you. Because the water feels so so good in mine. <laughs> what? Why? And so I'm like, and I'm like, trying to, and it's like the hot, the cold, and I'm trying to manage it because I'm I'm ten. What do I know? He goes, oh, mine is perfect, so you should come in mine. Oh, what? Yes, but but then so he comes out, and we have to cross. Another naked man. Wait, are you butt naked? I'm butt naked. Wait a minute. Why would you be butt naked? It was very uncomfortable Where's, to me. Where was your towel? Well, see, I because I put the towel like outside well, blame, of the thing. Blame yourself. Yeah. And it was like a it was like a six. Oh, you're bl- you're blaming the child. So it was a oh. six foot walk from shower to shower. So it wasn't gonna towel up. Yeah. Because then I'd be a bitch. <laughs> Why? And so this this grown ass pubic hair having man, German uncircumcised, walks by me. <laughs> Yeah. And then I go into his nice water. Right. And how was it really nice or was he bullshitting? It was nice. Oh, that's good then. Todd, you can have my water. So anyway. But he he was, wait, so. So you guys just switched. But he's also European, which means it's not a big deal. See, I see. I don't know whether he's a pervert or whether, okay. He's so, just a Euro? So he's playing this line. So here's what happened. So after that, after the camping, in which he's in my business, eat. Eats with me every day. Takes me on camping. Takes takes photos of me when we go we go on this hiking trip up to the cross. After that, we come we come back you know back to normal life. And then he keeps pushing my mom. I want to come to your house and make German pancakes. So he comes makes German pancakes. I want to play catch. I want to play catch with the baseball. We what play catch fuck? with the baseball. So this is you hanging out with him every time. Right, and I don't really want to cause he, it's because it's weird because you saw his dick. No, well, yeah, no, because it's just weird that like this older man is that interested and he always wants 22. to hang out with me. When you were twenty-two, were you going up and wanting to hang out with rando ten-year-olds? No, probably maybe not. he has maybe. only enough English to like communicate with a ten-year-old. Yeah. So, now here's where it gets weird. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, uh, now now it's weird. Oh, it gets even weirder. <laughs> so what happens is, so he has to go back to Germany, and so he. Uh, got- How long was he in the U.S.? I don't know, six months, four months, I don't know. Okay. So he uh he he would bike over to my mom's house from Hawthorne, which is like an hour long bike ride okay. in the Torrance. And so he's like, So I have to go back to Germany, I'm not going to see you. And I was like, Oh and I was like, Well, it's great. <laughs> you know, because I didn't really like him. And so he gets back on some weird like Euro bike, by the way. It's not like you know, when you're ten you're really sensitive to what kind of bikes people are using, like yeah. Like, you got a Huffy, like, you're fucking lame. Or you have, like, some weird... You're a fucking GT performer. You're badass. Yeah, so he he goes back on his bike, and he leaves, right? All right, d- we're done with Carl. So then he starts, like, calling me every once in a while and writing me letters, like, incessantly. He's your penis pal? Hmm. Yeah. And then he starts at, he starts talking to me, and, and he calls, he'll call the house, like, 6.30 in the morning. Hello, Todd. When are you coming to Germany? I want you to come to Germany. 
And my mom, and I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to go to Germany. And then my mom's like, well, maybe we'll just tell him because I work for aerospace that it's weird for us to be talking to a German. And <laughs> so he would, that's pretty good. <laughs> he would write letters all the time, and so and I would wouldn't reply to most of them. And then every once in a while, just to like not be a dick, because again, it's an adult communicating with you. And so I, I wrote back like when I was like 16, six, seven. He's constantly trying to get in touch with me and. Sending me pictures that we took together, and then I, I told him like I went to this. Con- I was like I went to Lollapalooza. I saw the Beastie Boys. I saw this. Magic- this is all satanic music, Todd. <laughs> I'm so upset. You need to come to Germany. You need to come to Germany and stay with me for a while. Hmm. Like what? Twenty-two year old, or now at this point, thirty-year-old. Is contacting a 16-year-old boy and saying, you need to come and stay with me. And he would send me all these postcards about him hanging out with other children. Like, I I was in Romania preaching to the children. And it's all children, all children, all children. Wait, were you jealous? (laughs) Maybe that was his aim. A little bit. Yeah, maybe he wasn't even actually doing it. He just wanted to make you you jealous. This is some bullshit. Why is he hanging out with this Romanian? And he'd be like, this is a very good boy. His name was, you know... It's weird. And so then I kind of, I distanced myself. And every once in a while he called my mom's house. And I really didn't talk to him for a while. And then. That's an expensive phone call too. Back in the day. Yeah. 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 So we call it weird hours. It's, oh no, no. So when I was 18, he sent me a box of Herbalife. He, oh. He wanted me to start selling Herbalife. That's that's a whole cult on itself. Even worse than <laughs> creep. It's like, yeah. So he was part of this Herbalife thing. And he sent me all this stuff, and they didn't do anything with it. I just used the products, and I actually liked some of them. Uh, there was an energy juice that was great. I used to do it before, like, punk shows. It'd be, like, some meth and that energy juice, and I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure it wasn't just the meth? Yeah. <laughs> ah, it might have been. Hmm. might have been. And, so, and then he, he, call, he got mad at me. Hmm. So I sent you all this Herbalife, and you're not selling it. You're not fucking. You're not selling it for me. And like, all this shit is way worse in German than it, than it, you know, than it is just with the, the accent. So then I didn't talk to him for years. Dude, you dissed him, dude. I didn't talk to him for years. He creeped me out. And I was a grown-ass man. I was done with... Wait, fucking... How old were you when you heard from him again? Like uh, two... Uh, a year ago? Three, three years ago. How did he find you? So three years ago, he calls my mom's house. Oh. Oof. And at that time, it was right before my uncle died, and my uncle was staying there. So my uncle calls me. Hey, Tad. Yeah. River. The photo of him is in here. Yeah, Todd, uh, some, some German guy called named uh, Carl. Uh, he wants to get in touch with you. Uh, he, 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 here's his email. All I was right. like, uh, well, so I emailed him, which I shouldn't have done. No. I emailed him. What from, are you doing? I know. Oh, okay, so now you, you were pro-Carl the whole time, and now you're like, why are you getting in touch with him? Well, now it's fine. <laughs> it's always been fine. <laughs> but now it's extra fine because you're both adults. <laughs> now it's consenting. Consent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, now that you, when, when, when now you, he's not interested in you, me. When though, when you were telling those stories about when you were eighteen, you, you stop worrying. By then, <laughs> zero interest. Yeah. So what happens is, so I give him my email. He's like, Todd, I have not talked to you in many years. I I want I want to speak with you." In so he's email. fifty. He's fifty-two, and you're forty. Uh, I, I was baby. Oh, so it's probably. 37 or whatever, right? Okay. It was a couple so years he's ago. probably 50. Right. And so uh, he emails me, and, and I, gave, I emailed him back through my work email just in case because I didn't want him finding my social media. I didn't want him finding my Twitter or like listening to my podcast or whatever, right? Yeah. So I gave my work 
email. And so I email him, and, and, he, and he goes, oh, let's Skype. I want to talk to you. Let's use Hell the yeah. Skype. So I was like, ah, oh, well, shit. I'll Skype him. It's been mm. 20 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Woof. Woof. So this, he, is, this is all this is some fucking Patty Hearst shit, right? Yeah, this here, is dude. all like you, you the bad ex idea, <laughs> dude. He fucking stock syndrome, dude. Dude, Stockholm, dude. I know. I mean, he's preying on my shit, right? What the fuck is my problem? So I go, okay, fine. I'll Skype with you. So I go go on the Skype, and he gives me his name. Now the funny thing is, his whole life, every time I, if I ever sent an, uh, a uh, piece of mail to him, it was to a different name. That's oh. fucking dope, dude. He used two names. This guy's the shit. His email was a different name, and his Skype was a different name. So I go to go Skype him right before I Skype him because we agreed on a we agreed on a time. We agreed on a time, and then the name comes up in the profile photo. The profile photo. The profile photo was Freddie Highmore, oh. the actor, the English actor that was in Finding Neverland and yeah. was. Charlie and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory yeah, and now Norman Bates now plays Norman Bates. This was a photo of him when he was like twelve. Oh, similar to the age you were, which he hung out with me. And you look just like a what? A little towhead. No, he's not a towhead. He had he had uh, black hair. Oh. So I was like, oh, that's fucking creepy. So I was like, hey, Carl, how's it going? Hello, Todd. Um. I was like, so I see the picture on there. Who's that? Oh, it's Freddie Highmore. <laughs> and he's going all excited about this, like a picture of like a 13-year-old boy. Mm. Fucking creepy. Well. So then we, we start talking, and then he starts going off on all this hardcore right wing. You know, see, homosexuals are starting to take over Germany. Mm-hmm. And all this, because he's, he's a very religious guy. And all these homosexuals are taking over Germany, and we do not have our rights anymore as Christian men. And, and then... And I'm like, oh, this is so he's 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 a nut, he's a nut. And and, and when you hear the hardcore right wing stuff coming out of the German, it's always, always bad news. Always bad news. Ugh, run for the hills. He's gonna run to Argentina, and then it gets really creepy. Mm. Okay. So, do you remember the last time we saw each other? Ooh. Now he's not talking to me like a bro. Oh. I was so upset the last time I saw you. <laughs> so upset. Did you know? That I cried the entire way back to Hustle. Mm. That ruined it. I cried the entire time for, for an hour. I sat on my bike and I cried and I cried tears. Do you remember the picture we took at the cross? <laughs> Do you remember the pictures we took together? Do you remember the time we spent together? Like this. And he starts going off on me like, like I'm an ex-wife or I'm an ex-girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you think that you, you were just like presenting that emotion? Like it was, there was nothing there. You think I was leading him on? Maybe. <laughs> no. So okay, imagine this: you have a guy talking about when he was twenty-two, the time he spent with you when you were ten. It Maybe was that's like, just your I feelings. was crying, Todd. So then I was like, "All right, cool. It was nice talking to you." It's, that's. Did, were you guys looking at each other via Skype? No, there was no, there was no picture. I thought there was no picture. Why not? Yeah, what eye contact, buddy? Eye I contact. did not want that. <laughs> so we're back to the nudity, right? So then, my work email—it's like you know, t dot perry at like the company. So at the company, if you looked at that, it was the website for the company I was an ad agency. And they had done some ads for some children's shit. And there were pictures of kids on there that were like five years old. And he goes, mm-hmm. could you send me the picture of those children from, from the website of your company? Oh. And I was like, Duke. 
off the Skype, blocked him from my email, and I haven't spoken to him again. Dude. I don't see anything wrong with any of that. <laughs> Such was lullaby. Ich sag gute Nacht. And I said good night. Schon leuchtet ein Stern. Mm, yes, I see the light. Die Sonne geht schlafen. Der Tag ist vorbei. When Uncle Satchmo sings his lullaby, Baba do 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 Ich träume von dir. Nein, I dream.